I'm excited today to be able to preach the Word of God instead of just share some things from what, what happened over there in Israel. I want you to turn with me this morning to Mark chapter 5. Now, as you're turning there, let's pray, and then we'll get into the Word. Father, we thank you for this opportunity to open the Word of God up and get into it. Lord God, we're asking you, Holy Spirit, as our teacher, to lead us, to guide us into the truth of the Word. We're not here to further a man's plan or uh, religious traditions or anything like that, Lord God. We want the Word. We desire to have it revealed to our hearts, and we know you've given us the Spirit of truth to do just that. So we expect good things today, Lord, and as the Word of God is revealed to our hearts, Father, by your grace, we will be careful not just to be hearers of your Word, but become doers thereof, and because of that, we shall be blessed in what we do. And everybody who believes that said... Amen. So there in chapter 5, we're going to get there in just a minute, but I want to remind you about what we've been ministering on. We've been on a series titled, What Manner of Man Is This?, in which we've been going through the Word of God to find out what manner of man Jesus was when he walked the earth. We've seen that Jesus was a man of prayer. We've seen that Jesus was a man who always, always operated in the love of God. We see that Jesus was one who always operated in divine authority. We, see that Je- we see, saw how Jesus handled all the sufferings and challenges that he went through by committing them to his Father and allowing his Father to work on his behalf. And we've seen that Jesus was always found faithful. And as his followers, as Christians, were called to imitate him. We're called to follow in his footsteps. We're called to do things just like Jesus. Friends, the only way that we're going to be able to turn around and do what Jesus did, like he told us we're supposed to. How many know that's the truth? John 14, 12. Most assuredly, I say to you that those who believe in me, the works that I do, you shall do also, and greater works than these shall you do, because I go to the Father. If you really believe that, and if you are a believer, if you expect to do what Jesus did, then you're going to have to know how he did it. And that's what this whole study has been about. I mean, I, I want to know how to pray like Jesus prayed. Do you think Jesus got results? I want to be found faithful like Jesus was found faithful. You know, that's the, 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 the ultimate thing that we could desire is to stand before Jesus on judgment day and hear him say, well done, good and faithful servant. Enter into the rest that I've prepared for you. Enter into that place I've prepared for you. Glory to God. And then, and, and then operating in divine authority. I want to be someone who operates in divine authority just like Jesus. You know, I was out upon the Sea of Galilee and, not, and it was raining that day. But I can't even imagine. I mean, this isn't a very big lake at all. And, uh, and you call it a sea, but it's like a pond. That's what it was really like. And, and as you're, but I could, the, the Bible talks about it was like hurricane proportion winds were blowing up against their boat. And, and, and what is Jesus doing? He's in the boat and he's sleeping. First of all, just get a picture of that. Jesus is sleeping. And, and, and then so what is it? The, the disciples freak out. They wake Jesus up, say, don't you care? And Jesus stands up and rebukes the the wind and the waves. He rebukes the wind and the waves. He rebukes the wind and the waves, and they obey him. Now, I, I, see, when I see that now, as a child of God, as a Christian, I believe that that's what I'm supposed to do. If something is coming against me in this natural realm that's harming me or going to harm me or my family, I have a legal right in the eyes of God to come against it. I have divine authority to do so. Are you listening to me? 
See, that's one of the things we as Christians, we cannot allow ourselves, you know, like the, like the, the, uh, the disciples there in that boat, what happened to them? <coughs> they got over into fear. And that's what happens with most Christians. When they're being faced with serious uh, challenges and things come, I mean, I mean, severe storms beating up against their houses, they begin to fear. What am I going to do? What am I going to do? Who am I going to call? What am I going to do? How about calling Jesus? How about using that authority you have in his name? How about standing your ground as a child of God and operating in faith and doing it just like Jesus did it? Well, I tell you, I guess I haven't preached in a while. Hallelujah. But it's the truth. Amen. And what about love? What about love? I'm, I'm so sorry. I don't even remember when it was one of them old rock songs. I think it was by heart. But anyway. But who knows that song? You of you guys. All right. Well, there you go. All right. So anyway, no where was I talking about love? <laughs> you know, we're called to walk in love every single day. You know, one of the things that the Bible says that we're supposed to love one another so much that when the people in the world look in and see us, they want what we have. Did you hear that? You know, I, you should look around at everybody in this room and say, I love you, 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 I love you. No, no, I love you. I love, I love everybody in here. And I mean that. And that's serious stuff when you're saying it. Because that means I'm giving my life away for you. I'm willing to give my life away for you. I'm willing to do whatever it takes to make sacrifices for you. To lay down my life for Isn't that what Jesus did for us? Amen. And so we've got to be willing to be like, just like Jesus. Walk in that love. And that means walking in forgiveness too. Ooh, this is the, this is the thing right here. Walking in forgiveness when people do us wrong. I tell you what, I, I have someone in my life, that beautiful wife of mine, who exudes Jesus. It just flows out of her. I don't think I've ever met anybody like her. And I'm not trying to put her up on a pedestal. She doesn't get like me when I do this. But what I'm trying to get across to you is she spends time with Jesus. Just like that last song. She doesn't go into his presence seeking things. She goes into his presence because she just wants him. She just wants to be with him. I, 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 you don't know how many times I've walked into her. She, she's crying because she's been in there worshiping him. But I've never seen someone who, I mean, it's amazing. She's a magnet to people to call and, 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 and text and, and want to find out, hey, I'm, I'm dealing with something. And, and, and she'll return, okay, what can I do? How can I pray for you? She's there for them. And, 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 and then somebody that walks in forgiveness, oh, my goodness. I thank God for this beautiful one. She's starting to cry now. I knew it wouldn't take long. <laughs> Hallelujah. But see, that that's should be our heart's cry to be all of these different things. In the area that we've gotten into, and, and let me just say, let me go back and say one more thing. And we need to learn to do it like Jesus when we're going through the sufferings that we will go through. Everybody in this room is going to be faced with some serious challenges in your life. And if you don't do it like Jesus did it and commit it to the Father and try to work things out in your head, it's so funny. I love my daughter. She's grown so much. I mean, just leaps and bounds in her walk of faith. And but she called the other day and she was talking to me about something. And I kept on giving her answer, and, and, and I was telling her, this is what you need to do. She said, I know that, Dad. And she'd, send, she'd go right back around to saying, but I don't understand how come this thing here ain't working. But th- I said, well, this is what you need to do. Oh, I know that, Dad. And then she, she'd go right back to, so, talking about how challenging the things were and so forth and so on. And I kept on saying to her, all you need to do is commit it to God, 
Put your trust in him and allow him to do it for you. Instead of you trying to figure it out, which you are trying to do right now by asking me over and over and over again what I, what I should do, what I should do, what I should do. Commit it to God. And then so she calls me back later on. And she's sitting there and she's with her new boyfriend. And she's talking and she all of a sudden, guess what comes up again? The very same thing we were talking about earlier. And I sat there and I said, have you taken the time with Casey and grabbed his hands and committed this to God? Well, no. And so it's like you're going, come on now. That's what, listen, I can preach up here and it could be really good preaching. But it isn't going to help you one bit if you don't apply it to your life. If you don't put it into practice. See, I, 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 I don't want to be someone like that. I, I want to I take advantage of all that Jesus Christ did for me. And when I, I go and sit under a minister, or I mean, it doesn't matter who the minister is, and I'm receiving from that person, I don't want to just be a hearer only. Because a hearer only isn't going to get any kind of benefits from it. They're not going to be blessed in what they do. You have to put it into practice. You have to be a doer of the word. Amen. So learn to do these things. Amen. I want to be like Jesus. I want to make a difference in this world for Jesus. I tell you, I sense something today during our worship. I sense something in this church. Something happened. Something is happening. What the Lord spoke to my heart, you're just getting started. I believe that's exactly what's happening here. I believe that there's going to be some things happening in the near future where this church is concerned and you just watch and see. The things I've been speaking out of my mouth about this church growing and reaching more and exploding and reaching more and signs and wonders happening and reaching more, it's going to happen. I'm telling you, it's happening in Jesus' name. Amen. Glory to God. So recently, we've been talking about Jesus and healing. And we've been looking at the individual cases of healing in the Bible. There are 19 of those individual cases found in the Bible. We talked about the man uh, that was leprous, that was the leper. Remember what happened with him. He came to Jesus and basically said, I know you can heal me, but I don't know if you will heal me. How many know if you're in that position, you're not in a position to receive from God? Yes, you have faith in God's ability, but you have to know. You have to know that it is his will for you to be healed. Are you listening? And so, and so in, in, uh, in this particular instance, what happens is, is, is that Jesus answers the question, and, and, and I know this is the truth. This is where so many Christians are today. They really believe that Jesus can heal them. They believe that Jesus can heal anybody, but they just don't know if it is his will to heal them. And they will use such things as, well, I know of so-and-so who was prayed for and they didn't get healed. So it must not be God's will to heal everybody. Well, so then that means when some people, do, people don't get born again, it must not be God's will for everybody to get born again. Is that the truth? No, God's will is that everybody would come to the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. And the same thing is true where healing is concerned. I don't know how to say this without trying, because I know sometimes people think, man, Pastor Dan, that's kind of mean toward them people over there. No, I'm not trying to be mean to anybody, but I want you to grasp this. It does not matter what that person over there happened to them. The only thing that matters to you and me is what does the Bible say? 
What does the Bible say? We live our life based upon what we believe, not upon what happened to sister so-and-so or brother, brother Bob over there or whatever. We've got to live our lives solely based upon the Word of God. That's called living by faith. You see how I'm saying that? And so, what you, where, then where would we find the will of God? Here, in the Bible. I've done a whole study, I think it was 22 different areas that I brought out to prove that it is the will of God that for every person to be healed. And in this situation, the leper comes to Jesus. I know you can, but I don't know if you will. When Jesus answers this leper, he's not just answering this leper, is he? He's answering every single one of us in this room today. And he's answering every single person on this planet today. Because Jesus came to show us the unchanging will of God for all men for all time. Is that not true? And so when Jesus, when he's, the, the leper asked Jesus, said, I, I, I know you can, but I don't know if you will. And Jesus turned around and says, I am willing. Be healed. Woo, glory to God. He was telling you and me that it is his will to heal today. And what happened to the leper? He was healed. Amen. Glory to God. And then we looked at Jairus' daughter. And we, we looked at, at <coughs> the thing that I, uh, to me, that stands out the most in that particular teaching is that here Jairus comes to Jesus in faith. You come lay your hands on my daughter and she will be made whole. So he was in complete faith. Jesus stopped and said, I'm going with you. I'm going to your house because you're in faith. Jesus will go where there's faith. And so anyway, but then the, uh, the woman with the issue of blood happens, which we're going to get in today, time willing. But then uh, 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 um, uh, after that is over, what happens? People show up and say, don't bother the master anymore. Your daughter's dead. He got the absolute worst news he could possibly get. Have you ever, been, have you ever stepped out in faith before for something? And instead of things getting any better, things got worse. Maybe you felt better. Maybe you started throwing up more. Maybe your fever got worse. Maybe your bank account got worse. Whatever the case might be. The doctor said, no, you don't, you don't have th three months to live. You only have a couple of weeks to live. This guy heard the worst news ever. Your daughter is dead. Not that she's getting worse. She's dead. And Jesus answered her, didn't he? Immediately he said to her, do not be afraid. Said to her, said to him, thank you. Do not be afraid. Only believe. Oh, man. Woo, that's good news. So when things get worse, what do we do? We say, we're not going to fear. I'm not, I, I have been dealing with sickness all this whole past week. I've been dealing with it basically from, from the time I got home from Israel. And just the lack of sleep, but then a bunch of these guys over there were dealing with stuff. And when I got home, man, it hit me. And I've been speaking the word, and I've been speaking the word. And I, we took communion together and claimed my healing and everything else. And, and, and it's just been trying to stay on me and stay on me and stay on me. And I'm like going, I am not going to yield to this. I'm going to keep speaking out what I believe. And I believe that I am healed by whose stripes I was healed. It doesn't matter if I get worse. It doesn't, I, I've been waking up, my eyes are all goopy. You know what I mean by goopy eyes? I mean, it was nasty. I did, you know, anyway, stop all your head, Daniel. But, it, but, it, but, but, but 
it does not take away the fact of what God has said in his word. It does not take away the fact that Jesus is my healer. It does not take away the fact that Jesus took those stripes upon his back so I was healed. And glory to God, whether the symptoms go immediately or the symptoms take some time to leave, I don't care. I'm going to keep standing because I know that Jesus is my healer. Amen. And in this case, this gentleman, his daughter's dead. And Jesus immediately said to him, do not be afraid. Only believe. And as a result, guess what happened? His daughter was raised up from the dead. Hallelujah. What would have happened if he would have yielded to fear? Would he have been in the book? Probably not. Probably would have went home and cried over his dead daughter. Now, a lot of people say, well, does that mean it was God's will? No. Obviously, we were seeing what the will of God was when Jesus started to go with him. And then, obviously, we saw what the, the fact that he went to his house and raised her from the dead. Glory to God. So this morning in Mark chapter 5, we're going to continue with this teaching now. And this is the account of the woman with the issue of blood. And I tell you what, I love this this teaching. If this doesn't get you excited, oh my goodness. This can also be found in Matthew chapter 9 verses 20 through 22. In Luke 8, 43 and 48 through 48. But for time's sake, we're just going to primarily focus in on Mark chapter 5. And I just, again, a friendly reminder, as we were just talking about, this this healing occurred right after Jesus agreed to go with Jairus to lay hands on his daughter, all right? So beginning in verse 25. Now a certain woman had a flow of blood for 12 years. 12 stinking years. Can you imagine dealing with something for 12 years? And notice verse 26, and had suffered many things from the physicians. Every time she went to the doctor, she didn't get better, she got worse. And then she had spent all that she had and was no better, but rather grew worse. Now I want to stop right here and let me, I want to say a few things. First of all, notice that she suffered many things from many physicians. As a person of faith, is it wrong to go see a doctor? I want to emphasize this to you very clearly. It's not at all wrong to go see a doctor. What is wrong is if we put more faith in going to the doctor and what the doctor prescribes to us than we put in Jesus. See, what happens is with too many Christians, they take their focus off of Jesus and they put their focus on the doctor. They put their focus on the medicine. You're listening to me. See, what it really all comes down to as a Christian, we're called to be led by the Spirit of God. Do you hear me? The Spirit of God, how many know that the Spirit of God already knows where we're at, is where our faith walk is at? See how I'm saying that? He already knows where you're at. And so he'll he'll go, go to the doctor. Go ahead and go to the doctor. That's okay. And, or he might say, no, just stand on the word. I want you, I don't, you don't need to go to the doctor. Just stand on the word and believe me. Okay? But the point I want to get across here, where going to the doctor is concerned, if the Holy Spirit leads you to go to the doctor, go to the doctor in faith. How many know what that means? When you go to the doctor, you be praying and believing God that when you get there, those doctors are anointed to deal with you. That they have wisdom and guidance from above. And they're going to be able to figure out your situation like that. And if they do have to operate on you, 
that glory to God, that anointing will come upon them and they're going to operate on you to the best of their abilities. Amen. Glory to God. And so that's, that's, that's called doing it in faith. And then if they prescribe medicine to you, take the medicine in faith. I, I've been, every time I've taken these cold medicine things I've been taking, I take them in faith. Lord, you're my healer. You're the one who's healing my body. I'm taking this pill right now in faith, fully believing as I do so that it's going to benefit me the way that this drug has been created to help me. And, and, and as a result of that, I'm going to get, feel, start to feel better physically, but I still look to you to heal my physical body. See how I'm saying that? There's a big difference there. I'm not putting my faith in the medicine. I'm not putting my faith in the doctor. What's going to happen when you go see a doctor and he prescribes something and it doesn't change anything or you get worse? If your faith is in doctors, boy, you're going to be in a serious situation. See how I'm saying that? But when your faith is in God, it no matter what the doctor says to you, it doesn't matter what your body starts to do because we've got a different report. We've got the best report. Whose report are we going to believe? I'm going to believe the report of the Lord. Amen. It's just up to you and me to remind ourselves of this no matter what when we go to see a doctor. Everybody with me? Amen. Praise the Lord. So in this particular instance, I have no idea where I'm at. <laughs> oh, and, and I want to say that one more thing too. One more thing here, and this is important. If the Holy Spirit tells you to do something, and I'm going to use this as an example. I don't remember, I think it was Rick Renner, I'm not 100% certain who it was, was talking about the fact that one time he heard of a minister that the Holy Spirit directed him to take his glasses off and stomp on them, and that he would no longer need glasses. And this, he did it, and he would, didn't need the glasses, was able to drive and everything else. Well, Rick Renner heard this, and again, I believe it was Rick Renner, and he said he did the same thing. And then when he tried to drive home, he couldn't see anything. <laughs> and so the point I'm trying to get at is just because the Spirit leads you to do something, don't turn around and tell that's the way everybody else is supposed to do it. Everybody else is supposed to be led by the Spirit of God. See how I'm saying that? Always be led by the Spirit of God. And always do what you do in faith. Amen? All right. Now notice the rest of verse 26. She had spent all that she had and was no better, but rather grew worse. Now doesn't that just sound like the devil? I mean, what is his M.O.? He's out to steal, kill, and destroy. And here she is. She has had all of her finances stolen. She has been, I mean, I mean, just, just destructive disease has been upon her body. And it, eventually, she's going to die because of it. Amen. And so, this isn't a good thing. How many know that, let me just want to reemphasize this, and I know I may not need to in this church, but there's people out there that say that God puts sickness on people. Come on. That's not the way our God operates. He is the healer, not the one who makes us sick. Amen. And so don't ever allow, if somebody says that to you, I mean, just as nicely as you possibly can, just say, that's not my God. That's not my God. Why is my phone going off over and over again? Anyway, that's okay. I guess better my phone than my wife's. Anyway, <laughs> praise the Lord. So she got worse. This is, uh, it got worse. And then verse 27. And, 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 you know, it looks like her life is fixing to go down. And then what, what happens next, verse 27, when she heard about Jesus. Glory to God. She heard about Jesus. Everybody would say she heard about Jesus. 
Now, I want to ask you a question. I want you to stop and say something here. Did this woman have a Bible she could pick up and read and study, meditate in, confess? Did she have a holy Bible to do that with? No. Did, did this, does it say that this woman was at a healing revival for a, for, a, for a week and then came to Jesus? Does it say that she had been listening to some really radical preaching and was all excited because she knew that Jesus was here? Or did, does the Bible just simply say that she heard about Jesus? And yet she was able to get up, stir up enough faith to do what she eventually does here. Just from hearing like that. And yet we have the Holy Bible. We have a lot of anointed ministers out there who preach this word. You know how to get in the Bible yourself and read it and study it and confess it. Amen. In other words, you know how to get faith to rise up in your heart. Because faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Amen. She heard about Jesus. What do you think she heard? I know what she heard. She heard that people were going to Jesus. In fact, I believe it was this way. I believe that she heard that everybody who came to Jesus, who went to Jesus to be healed, left from Jesus healed. There's not one case in the Bible where someone went to Jesus and Jesus looked at them and says, I'm sorry, I can't heal you. Every single person who came to Jesus, notice how I'm saying that, every single person who came to Jesus, left from Jesus healed. Praise God. And she heard about that. She heard about Jesus. And it stirred her up on the inside. Glory to God. So what happens next? She, now notice, she was considered unclean by the religious people. She was considered unclean. She came behind him in the crowd, behind Jesus in the crowd. And remember, this was not a few people here. This was not just a thousand people here. The Bible says it was a great multitude. We're talking tens of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of people were squished around Jesus. And she said, God, you know, Rip, how many people around him? I'm getting to Jesus. Okay, I know I'm a little excited here, but I, I can envision this. And she, so she came behind him in the crowd and touched his garment. Did she touch Jesus or did she touch his garment? She just touched his garment for she said if i only may touch his clothes i shall be made well now you've heard me say this before faith will tell you in advance what you're going to have she didn't say if i only may touch his clothes i may be healed oh if i only may touch his clothes i i sure hope i'll be healed uh, if i only may touch his clothes if it's the lord's will i may get healed is that what she said no, she said, if I only may touch his clothes, I shall be made well. Glory to God. And, and what's so cool is the Amplified Bible says that she kept saying that. She kept saying that. She, in, in other words, it's inferred in the, in, in the Greek. She kept saying it. I, oh, my goodness. I mean, I could see her pushing through the crowd. And get, you know, this is probably a little old lady. She's been sick for 12 years, and yet she's pushing. Get out of my way. 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 Get, get out of my way. And she's pushing through the crowd of thousands of people to get to Jesus. And the whole time she's saying, she's probably not saying, uh, excuse me, uh, uh, excuse me. She said, oh, let me touch the hem of his clothes. I, I could just vision this. I mean, I bet sometimes there's some big dudes up ahead. I, I could see her just crawling through their legs. I could see her, you know, pushing this person aside, going like this, going like that. 
Because she kept saying it. She kept saying it. She kept saying it. She kept saying it. If I only may touch his, the, his clothes, I will be made well. And glory to God, what ends up happening here? Breathe. Immediately. Immediately. Verse 29. The fountain of her blood was dried up. And she felt in her body that she was healed of the affliction. And Jesus, immediately knowing in her, himself that power had gone out of him, turned around in the crowd and said, Who touched my clothes? Why did Jesus ask that question? I thought Jesus was the Son of God. I thought Jesus knew everything. I thought he was omniscient. Yet he's asking, who touched me? Why did he ask that question? Because he didn't know who touched him. I mean, in, in, in <laughs> he wanted to know the person who touched him and drew healing virtue out of him. Are you hearing what I'm saying here? And it's just so important that you understand when Jesus came, what, what do we know about Jesus when he came? He laid aside his godly attributes of being all-powerful and all-knowing and everywhere at once to become a man like you and me. Are you listening? Glory to God. And so he doesn't know who touched him. But his disciples, verse 31, said to him, you see the multitude thronging you and you say, who touched me? In other words, everybody was a crowding around Jesus was probably reaching out to touch him. Thousands of people were probably reaching out to touch him. Are you listening to that? And so Jesus is asking, who touched me? But Jesus isn't asking what, who's touching me with a natural touch or a, 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 a casual touch or just to say, well, I touched Jesus. He knew somebody touched him different this time. He knew that somebody touched him with a hand of faith this time. He knew that somebody reached out and drew the healing power of God out of him. And he wanted to know who that person was. Ooh, glory to God. Who touched me? Verse 32, and he looked around to see who had done this thing. But the woman fearing and trembling. Why was she fearing and trembling? I mean, think about it. Not only was she not to be, she was supposed to yell out unclean, unclean, unclean because of what she was dealing with. But also, she took her healing. She didn't tap Jesus on the shoulder and say, will you pray for me? Did she? She just kind of kind of snuck up behind him, grabbed him. Woo, good God. Woo. Woo. And then Jesus stops. She's like, oh. She's a little bit more healthy now, so she's going to run over here and kind of hide a little bit. But the Bible says that, and you know, you might think it's funny, but the Bible actually says, and I don't know if it's in this account, I don't think it is, that all, everybody denied that it was them. So at first, she denied it even. Isn't that crazy? But that's how much she, she was thankful. I know she was thankful. Glory to God. But she was kind of fearing and trembling here, knowing what had happened to her. She knew what had happened to her. And she came and fell down before Jesus and told him the whole truth. And he said to her, woman, who do you think you are? Who do you think you are taking your healing like that from me? It may not have even been the Father's will for you to be healed. Is that what Jesus said to her? No. Oh, glory to God. He said, daughter, your 
faith, your faith, your faith has made you well. Go in peace and be healed of your affliction. Now, I don't know if that gets you excited or not, but this makes this big boy really happy. Because guess what? If she got healed by her faith, I can get healed by my faith. Because faith comes the exact same way to her as it comes to me, by hearing and hearing by the word of God. In fact, it should be a little bit easier for me to be healed by my faith. Because why? I've got the whole Bible to pick up and read every single day. I can meditate in this every single day. I can study this every single day of my life. If I'm dealing with something, I can get into it. And, and like, for lack of a better understanding, I mean, uh, saying it, I can cram. You know how you ever study for a test and you cram the whole, like, like Sarah does, crams the whole night before? But anyway, I mean, you get in the Bible and you study and you study and you study and, I mean, and study and study and study. And what's happening? Faith is rising up and faith is rising up. But that woman didn't have that again. But Jesus still turned around and said, daughter, your faith has made you well. Go in peace and be healed of your affliction. Whoo. Friends, when faith comes, you can just reach out and take what belongs to you. Did you hear how I said that? Glory to God. Pastor Dan, you can't do that. You can't take from God. That's just not right. You should ask him first, and then if it's his will, maybe. No. Let me tell you a little secret here. As far as God is concerned, it's already a done deal. I want you to hear that again. As far as God is concerned, it's already a done deal. It was a part of our redemptive package. Healing is part of our redemption. And so as far as God is concerned, there's a picture with package right there in the spirit realm with my name on it, healing. Glory to God. I reach out with my hand of faith. I bring it to me. And glory to God, I'm going to be healed just like that woman was healed. Am I the only one that, that kind of gets you excited? We kind of make this out to be something that's a whole lot harder than it needs to be. God hasn't made this hard. Because of Jesus Christ, it's easy. Because of Jesus Christ, we got the victory. Because of Jesus Christ, we can live whole and healthy. Because of Jesus Christ, we can live free. Hallelujah. We can live prosperous. Because of Jesus. Hallelujah. And it doesn't make God mad when we come, when we, you know that the Bible says this uh, in Mark eleven twenty four. It says, therefore I say to you, whatever things, what you, slow down, Daniel. Therefore, I say to you, whatever things you ask when you pray, believe that you receive them and you will have them. How many have ever heard that scripture before? I mean, I've taught on that probably many times in here. What that word receive actually means to take, to take to oneself. What this woman did did not upset Jesus. He's, what did he say to her? He said, daughter, your faith has made you well. Go in peace and be healed of your affliction. In other words, good job. Way to go. You drew the healing power of God right out of me. Glory to God, woman. You're healed because of your faith. You heard about me. You took that and you went at it and you received your healing. Ooh, glory to God. He's already made it available to you and me. And listen to me. He doesn't mind when we reach out and take what already belongs to us because of what Jesus Christ has done. 
he gets glory from it. Did you hear what I just said? He gets glory from it. All we got to do is say, Lord, I receive right now what Jesus Christ has already provided for me through his redemptive work. Hallelujah. You know what? I, from my perspective, and I'm just saying this from my perspective, I think it's a slap in Jesus' face when we don't take advantage of what he did. I mean, I, I've seen the passion of the Christ. I've seen that whip come down upon Jesus over and over again, though. And that, that is a true depiction of what he went through. Are you hearing me? And for me to stand back and say, well, Jesus, is it your will to heal me as that whip is coming down across his back? Is it really your will to heal me when the Bible says, by whose stripes we were healed? You know I'm saying that? I, it, it puts a big smile on God's face when we simply take him at his word and believe what he said in his word and believe that Jesus is our healer. Amen. How many can see that today? I want, it, I, want it, I want it to be said of me. Daniel, well done. Good job. Hallelujah. Your faith has made you whole. Your faith has brought you this prosperity. Your faith has delivered you. Your faith has gotten your church to this size. Hallelujah. Faith comes from the word. Get the word in you. And then step out and receive what belongs to you through the redemptive work of Jesus Christ. And know that it brings God glory when you do that. Amen. Woo. I tell you, if anybody in here is dealing with sickness, you need to get in the word and get yourself stirred up and receive healing. Because it belongs to you. It is your part of your package. Amen. I'm, I'm, I, I'm, I tell you this much, I'm whole and healthy. I don't care how much I've been dealing with this junk. I'm whole and healthy. I feel like I could go out and play in the snow right now. No, it's too cold. But anyway, I, 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 I'm, I'm, I'm just keeping it real right now. I am going to be someone who is known as a believer and not a doubter. I am not going to let what I see or what I hear or how I feel keep me from fulfilling what God's called me to do. And a lot of times, listen to me, the devil will do whatever he can to make your circumstances look worse after you step out in faith. I'm guaranteeing that's going to happen. And that's where the rubber meets the road, so to speak. Like I was telling my daughter the other day, too, about something. The Bible says it's with faith and patience that we inherit the promises. Faith and patience. In other words, we receive immediately in the spirit what belongs to us, the healing, the deliverance, or whatever. But that doesn't mean it's going to manifest in this natural realm immediately. It may. But the bottom line is the Bible says we need patience. That means there's going to be a length of time from the time we say we receive it to the time it manifests here. And during that time, what we can do, where that, that, where that patience comes into play, we keep yielding to that patience by praising God. Lifting our voice and saying, Lord, I believe. I, I'm not going to be moved off of this. I don't care how bad I feel. I don't care if I got to go to that toilet and hug it again. I don't care if my snot's running down my nose. I'm getting gross right now, but you understand where I'm coming from. When the symptoms get worse, do not think you haven't gotten it. That's a lie from the devil. We're not moved by what we see. We're not moved by how we, what we hear. We're not moved by how we feel. We are moved only by what we believe. We are Christians. We are believers. Take God at his word, and then God will turn around to you and say, daughter, your faith has made you whole. Amen. Or son, your faith has made you whole. Amen. Glory to God. Did you get something out of that this morning? Oh, I guess so. Go on up here. Come on up here. 
Oh, boy. She ready. Well, I don't know if that's on. Yes, it's on now. God will meet you right where you are. Jairus came saying, if you come to my house, the centurion said, speak the word. The woman with the issue of blood had faith to reach out and take it. Take an action step where your faith is at. And the devil won't be able to defeat you. You're thinking, well, I haven't received the whole of my manifestation yet. Take the step where your faith is at right now. Keep believing for the increase in your faith to take the next step. Maybe it is taking that pill saying, God, I believe the healing power is working in me. I take this in faith. Maybe it is going to the doctor. Or maybe God has said to you, just believe me, just trust me. God didn't, or Jesus didn't turn to any one of them and say, no, your faith isn't big enough. See, if you were over here, if you were on this side, if you had this much faith, then I could do it. He met each and every one of them right where they were. So that, don't look at the giant picture, just step by step. Faith is led. You're step by step, and you'll get there. Amen? I've been listening to a lot about healing lately. (laughs) Well, glory, we just thank you, Father, right now for the message that came forth.